Welcome to episode 26 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This Is Spinal Tap one magnificent minute at a time. As per usual, I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And once again, I am Sean German of 5minutesofmime.com. And with us today is a very special guest. He's an artist. He does murals. He does toys. He does videos. He's toured the world and elsewhere. It's Skinner. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Skinner. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Of course, it's my um, pleasure. So, yeah, so Skinner, Sean's going to tell us about what's going on in this minute, kind of an outline, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah. See what we want to comment on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've gathered you here today to discuss minute 26 of the movie This Is Spinal Tap. 26 starts with uh, David attempting some small talk with Duke Fame. (laughs) It ends with David taking some issue with uh, Duke's new album cover. And in between, we find out that Duke has sold out the big auditorium while Spinal Tap appears to be struggling. And perhaps this is a sign of things to come. So true. (laughs) I I hate when I see there's things to come. (laughs) I hate the writing on the wall, man. Oh, these are the new band. This is the new guy. We're out. Totally. Um, Terry is saying, uh, oh, yeah, we're playing the, the big play. What does he say? The big Enormodome. Play. The Enormodome. The Enormodome, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Whoever, these, these guys writing, I would kill to be in the room while they were writing this film. Oh, my like, God. Like, Jesus. Like, when you, just the subtle things they mm-hmm. say, you're, like, dying. Yes. The whole time. Yeah, because it does, I mean, it's shot like a documentary, it's shown to us as a documentary, and it, yeah, it sounds like a documentary, there's little subtle... The whole thing. Well, and they, they say it was either, you know, largely or entirely improvised, so in a way we are, we're there as they're writing, this is kind of coming out as, yeah. as they're making it up, and yeah. it and it's great, and there's, I've I've watched this movie so many times, I thought I knew any everything... And I'm still picking up up things in this minute and jumping yeah. ahead a little bit and getting into when Ian walks up uh-huh. and just right away, Ian knows, hey, Laddie, Terry, you know, Terror, like he knows this guy. Yeah, hey, old buddy, old pal. Like, and then Terry's pal. like, um, uh, <laughs> you, yeah, that guy. Hey, you, that Liam. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that, that sort of sad adorable tragic urgency to get ahead that's in the manager you know and like also the manager's head looks like an inflamed nazi pumpkin head like something like like this guy looks like a baby on steroids like look at his head so he's like urgently trying to be like connect with this you know, big time manager guy whose band is actually successful. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Ah!" Like the the desperation is just exquisite, you know? And also also how much Viv is amused 
Viv yeah. is like blank face. Viv's on lithium. He's out of it. There's no emotion <laughs> until Terry can't remember Ian's name. And then all of a sudden, this this evil grin slides over Viv's face. You can yeah. kind of see him in the background between them. He just loves that. Yeah, I guess it is kind of funny to pick up on that. And then the, just knowing that most of this was improvised in some capacity, you've got to know that at some you know these guys are just aware of the genius of what's happening at mm-hmm, some point mm-hmm. and so how can you hold back anything but joy like even his face look right there he's like happy he's like oh happy but i could imagine that he's trying to not laugh david right saint now. hubbins yeah right here yeah who's yeah that criminally underrated in my opinion, for... Oh, yeah, you're looking... It's around second 24, 25. Yeah, Michael McKean. Yeah, he's got... He is really joying it up there. He is. He's so <laughs> joyful. But um, in that position... <laughs> in that position, though, I could imagine... I mean, how many times... If you've been in a band or if you've been an artist or if you've been in a situation where you're rubbing elbows or in some capacity mm-hmm. in these social arenas, you know, you, there's times when you just smile like hell. Right. And you're not, you don't feel happy. <laughs> you're just like, Oh, hi. So nice to meet you. You know what I mean? And like, but it's so, it's funny because after a while, um, you're just like, Oh, I don't, care about this anymore you know i I don't give a shit but like when you're all hopeful and you have stars in your eyes like these guys in this situation um everybody's just so thirsty for something you know i mean look at um except for the bass player there he doesn't really seem to care too much do you mean the drummer no the bass bass player player, yeah he he never seems too much like he's trying to yeah, it's always the lead he's always guy. mellow, very <laughs> understated, except for his, his bondage gear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, which is funny because he goes from bondage gear to soccer jersey yeah. in no time. Yeah. So. And what he's wearing here is kind of trippy, too. I can't quite get a handle on it. With this hat. It's like a hipster hat. Like, he looks yeah. like a Portland hipster, like, 30 yeah. years before. Like, you know? Like, like, there's a whole movement of fashion in Portland that's based on this. Based on this guy. based, yeah, on, based on just the bass player. <laughs> could, could you make out what's on the hat? There's some writing, but I couldn't make out. I could never it make was. it out, yeah. no. It's, it's probably somebody an inside joke in some capacity yeah. or, or maybe it was just there on set they were like oh we got like grab this hat but yeah it you know it's it could be like the hardware store of the small vi- english village that he grew up in or yeah, something you know what I mean? yeah. something like my dad worked here and it, this was like an inside you know lumber joke or something we'll know. put that out to the uh listeners if anybody knows yeah do you guys know what hat this is god this is nerdy the like, this is this is like modern day just let's <laughs> dissect everything about everything we love exactly you know? and yeah. we can that's what it's all about well just head to toe so from the you know going opposite end of the hat is the mm-hmm. the white cowboy boots with the black pants tucked in yeah 
That's the thing. Like, um, so earlier we saw Nigel in the dressing room where he's folding the bread over the meat and he's folding oh it and God. folding it. Yes. And there's the white cowboy boots on the um, on the counter. Yeah. On the counter. So here they are. Okay. They're at uh, a. Oh, oh, they finally made it. There's always one that, guy like this in the band. Big Dude, he did he did Well, he yeah, steal the puffer jacket. that jacket from my mom in 1987. <laughs> yes. Okay. My mom had the same jacket. <laughs> because that was my mom's jacket that she would wear to yeah. go to work. <laughs> in fact, that entire outfit was stolen from my mom. Oh my god. Oh my god. Everybody's mom had like a jacked up perm and a jacket yeah. like that going to work. Well, for- and and actually that that was my mom's movie outfit. The big bag and the puffy jacket, you could fit like a a large pizza under that jacket. You oh, know, yeah. there's there's Chinese food, there's a 2 liter bottle of soda. We'd always sneak in food. Oh, so we, you know, didn't pay the prices for the 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 movie theater candy. And my mom had a big puffy jacket and a big bag that was like her movie outfit. And that's <laughs> everything except the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom had the hat, but not the mustache. <laughs> no, you know what is funny though, like the the like frugal 80s mom mm-hmm. with the jacket and then yeah, sneaking Chinese food. I'm I'm not paying three dollars for some Kit Kat, you little brats. <laughs> yeah, I totally. Yeah, that is a look. Hipster tight pants, all this stuff. You know what? You know what's really funny about this? Um, this scene actually is the competition, but mixed with the like the happiness to see somebody and then as soon as they walk away being like he's a wanker he's a total wanker like I've experienced that so many times so I'm like I'm somewhere like I can't be honest about very much while I'm at this show tonight so I'm gonna be like hey what's up cool what's up and then like as soon as people are away I'm like oh I'm so happy they're gone like holy crap I couldn't pretend much longer Longer. you know yeah I do like this because this is a what is this the second time they say a show's been canceled. <laughs> I like Fran Drescher, you know. Can you I mean in the 80s, can you imagine just the random horrible gross people like that are just mixed in that are just in that zone like you know? the rock and roll yeah. world because it was so yeah. uh, like ex- so focused at that time there was so much money and there was so many this is like the crescendo of using drugs and having groupies and you know yeah. all this stuff yeah and having huge records and being getting rich and just living when album of- sales still yeah. were attached to your success and, yeah. and you mm-hmm. yeah one of our earlier guests jerry porter who's a drummer he's drumming with dick dale right now and he was wow. talking about how just like oh now we still it's x amount of years after napster and we still don't know how now we make money as musicians mm-hmm. it's so different from then well back then actual musicians were making music like ugly musicians <laughs> you know what is that bumper sticker like let ugly people make music again or whatever. and it's like like hello like robert plant wasn't good looking like 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. Jim Morrison was good looking, but you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, dude, there's but not... Van Morrison. Van so Morrison. <laughs> yeah, but like even you know Mick Jagger and everybody. I mean. I get it because you're just kind of like swagged out. You're just cool and young and English and you can, you know, go around the world, lay pipe out <laughs> 300 kids or whatever. <laughs> but like at this point in time, when you think of bands, Leonard Skinner, uh, you know, like all, I mean, nobody's good. Neil Young, like nobody's good looking. People are just Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> Like, no, dude, no. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. So, I mean, this is kind of uh, so perfect that this documentary um, really focuses on this time, Mm -hmm. even, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's being a struggling band at this time in this situation where your label might drop you at any moment. You don't know. Yeah. It's and and then just the mistakes, everything that goes wrong while you're trying to get into that upper level, you know, that higher level of superstardom where all of a sudden spinal tap problematic situations stop happening. Right. All of a sudden shit's easy. You know what I mean? And so that's what's kind of cool is Every interesting story that's ever been told has been told, you know, in music has been told from the perspective of a band in this position. Right. You know, where they're trying to get, I mean, has Ozzy, does Ozzy really have any cool stories after, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I, I think it's really like those early years. And I would even say, even for my art career and for most artists and musicians that I know, who uh, are still on their way mm-hmm. to some level where, you know, they maybe don't have too many worries, or I guess. But, like, the the stories are that your life is spinal tap until you're playing the Enormo Dome right. or whatever. It's right. like, and, and until then, every little funny situation, every crappy little deal gone wrong, every <laughs> weird person that you meet that tries to you know, screw you over. All this stuff is spinal tap. It's all like when I show up to try to paint a mural and they tell me, Hey, we got you all VIP tickets, blah, blah, blah. Your girlfriend, every, her friends come on in, blah, blah, blah. And then you show up and your name's not on the list. (laughs) Nobody knows who you are. Why are you there? (laughs) Are you an artist? Can you prove it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, wait, uh, and then I'm calling the guy, the, the, the creepy promoter, in the convention, he's wasted. Right. And I'm like, hey, do you want me to still paint thing, you know, the thing today at the con- place? And so he's like, oh, wait, hold on. And then, you know, two hours go by, you get in, right? And then you're there. And then you paint all day, wasted people wanting to help paint the right. mural right. all day. People oh have God. comments, people are throwing shit. Like I can't get like a burrito. I'm, a, I'm starving, <laughs> you know? And like, it gets cold, it starts raining. I'm like, ah! And then um, you do the whole thing, you leave, and then you're supposed to get paid in two weeks. Oh, but you don't, right? And then you call, oh, what's going on? And then, and then the phone calls should yeah. be recorded, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, a month or so later, you get paid 
for the thing that you should have gotten paid weeks and weeks ago for the thing that was 10 times more nightmarish than what you should have signed up for. And then the idea is that like, you're a fancy boy, you know what I mean? So you should get treated kindly or in some capacity. I'm in a band, I'm fancy or I'm a fancy artist. And then you don't. And then the whole reality of what you actually applied yourself to do for your dream. These are your dreams, <laughs> these spinal tap dreams. So I don't know. I, as much as I would say that I don't, you know, that I would get discouraged by that stuff. Like I've become a connoisseur of how horrible my life can get. As sometimes I'm like, wow, what's going to happen now? So I kind of like it. I'm like, oh, this is the spinal tap. This is the spice of life. Like this is my... This is the whole mythology of what's happening, you know? Right. So you might as well just let it happen, laugh about it if you can, and then um, see what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's why I feel like Spinal Tap applies to that for me. My friend Braun, the drummer from Mastodon, Mm -hmm. holy shit, he he tells me crazy stories (laughs) that are like, would make Spinal Tap seem like like beginner stuff. You know what I mean? And so he's like, oh, so this guy did this this one time. And like, and it's all, you know, you know how you think in your mind, like, worst case scenario? It's worse than any worst case scenario that you could imagine. You know what I mean? And so. You yeah you know you're well, you a musician. Know, <laughs> you're like... We were talking before we got on mic, you know, and and Skinner and I have have been friends for a long, long, long time, and yeah, and he was asking me, well, you must have Spinal Tap moments, and I was thinking, like, I'm sure I do, you know, I just kind of gotta, but I was actually thinking besides band stuff, which I do have some band things, but yeah. I was thinking of actually about managing. Uh, being one of the uh, employ, not the top manager, but you know, a shift manager at Weatherstone, oh and my we God. had some serious wild <laughs> out moments. This oh. coffee house is one of those oh places that is legendary. in downtown Sacramento, legendary. Totally, and it was in a. It, it is. I mean, it's it's run by different people, but it's still there. It's in a neighborhood. It's kind of a more of a residential than mixed use neighborhood in Sacramento, okay. like. A lot of, I mean, there's coffee houses all over Sacramento. This is one of the earliest ones. And I worked there and it was one of those places where the top bosses that were never there, that was, by then it was owned by Java City. Right. They'd bring down all these stupid things for us to do that had nothing. I mean, they, they had, (laughs) at one point, okay, so this place, the people who worked at, the local magazines, newspapers, uh. Tower Records, the people who were in bands, like cool, totally. a lot of cool people were there. Um, writers were there, write, you know, writing and all that kind of stuff. And we played great music behind the counter. And they totally. decided that they were going to literally just use Muzak, that brand, <laughs> the, the elevator music. So we're playing everything... From old jazz and cool blues yeah. and weird alternative and whatever the latest cool shit. I remember Like that. a cool coffee house yeah. would. And they absolutely hampered us. And then, you know, we're playing this horrible music. We're like local people, like I said, like Burr Echelon, Tower Records people and stuff are coming in and hanging out. And they're like, what is going on? You know, and they're complaining and it's horrible. And yeah. and the owners of the coffee house would not believe us. They said that we were making it up, that the, 
that, that our customers were complaining about it. And that was just horrible because <laughs> there was oh. no fighting it, you know? Oh, my Lord. That's totally a Spinal Tap thing. Like some weird oatmeal-ass personality having a weirdo person who's like, put Muzak, Muzak on because I'm yeah. tired of listening and they to had, the Jesus and Lizard here. <laughs> oh, God. It was all like, you know... Acoustic, acoustic or non you know what is it music it's like it's no, covers it's, it's, of it's yeah. terrible stuff yeah. it's elevator music it's elevator music so that was one of the things and the one of the other things was now since then i've worked at other coffee houses where you could throw somebody out and they would just never come back but there was like this certain <laughs> cosmic alchemy of people that were just crazy asshole jerks. Dude, I remember the people that would go there yeah. where I was like, this person seems like they would like rob my house We've or had something. people go in there that were cu regular customers just grab a mug and throw it at us. Like throw it at our heads. I remember We had people shooting up heroin yeah, in, the, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah. And... So, okay, you know those um, toilet over. seat covers that you're supposed to pull out, the paper covers, mm -hmm. put on your toilet? One of our employees was changing that, and within the holder of that on the wall was was a needle. <laughs> oh, my God. Just held it just, just sit in there. Time. I mean, the full, yeah, the full Well, works. I remember that, that, that uh, coffee shop was for sure super dis dangerous and bizarre and yeah. like i would go we there got go, robbed hey. there i mean a few times mm -hmm. people got robbed there Ro uh robson worked there and liked it <laughs> I, would go, I would go see him but i mean that was the, that was the cool thing about that area was how cool and focused it was at that time i worked across the street at greta's oh you know what you're talking about new helvetia Wait, so you're you're talking I worked about... at Weatherstone and then oh, later no, on the I weather, worked at New Yeah, Alicia. New Helvetia, but Weatherstone was yeah. super jacked. But we also up. had heroin addicts coming in. Oh to, yeah. To I New remember Alicia. all that whole area. <laughs> yeah, downtown Sacramento had it was like gritty, a real dude. Yeah, it was gritty. It was super yeah. gritty. Like I remember showing up and being pretty concerned about how gritty it was. Like I was like, Well, I was riding my bike around mm -hmm. and I was like, dude, I can't stop anywhere. That, that was yeah. one thing I noted. I was like, this is too sketchy here. So I've had people, I lock up my bike, and then, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but they just took the seat. So, like, I had to ride home oh, yeah. standing, you know, stand yeah. riding. Because you could sell like, that seat for, like, seat. 0.5 of a heroin <laughs> injection. <laughs> like, I just going to take it. I don't know why. I could trade it for a cup of coffee at New Helvetia. Totally. So, yeah, just one more story, and then I'll move on. <laughs> but, yeah, my my manager, uh, my friend Celeste, who I, I played in Dutch Falcone Orchestra with, yeah. she people kept complaining about the smell in the bathroom. And I mean, people regularly cleaned it, you know, it was a decent lockable toilet, you know, like heroin. and it smelled like urine and it just got worse and worse and worse. I won't describe it any further, but she had, we had a garbage can in there. Like you do a small, you know, a short garbage can, just a couple of feet tall, but it was the, it was actually, a planter. So somebody had used a plastic planter 
So it had a right. reservoir on the bottom of it. You oh, know, something no. that would hold. What's <laughs> in there? Jesus. <laughs> a reservoir? Somebody oh. peed into the reservoir of the garbage can oh. slash planter. Junkie pee? And it's old, too. It's weeks old. <laughs> and she picked it up and it just sloshed all over <laughs> her. <laughs> Oh, please, no <laughs> sloshing in this. That's so, definitely above and beyond some spinal tap yeah. situations, but I guess that's sort of the, the main lesson from spinal tap whenever I whenever I watched it at first. I was like, oh, it's just the horrible adventure of life if you try to pursue a dream that's creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, more and more and more, I started to recognize situations in my life as spinal tap situations where a situation that would normally stress me out and make me super upset and, and sad or, you know, it would destroy my expectation that I was going to have a cool show that mm-hmm, night, you know, mm-hmm. with my rock and roll band or whatever. <laughs> and so what happens is I feel like spinal tap has some Buddhist energy to it because it immediately uh, takes you out of your emotional reaction to something mm-hmm. and then shows you the situation objectively. It's, right. It's so you're just like, oh, this is spinal tap. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> like in your life, like I've had so many situations where I was getting more and more upset. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay, I know what's happening right now. <laughs> this is the this is the documentary about my life, and, you know, because really the crazy stuff that people say and do to you and when you're in these situations when you're like pursuing your dreams and you're going in an unorthodox route. Mhm. It becomes spinal tap with a quickness. Right. Because it allows you to just look at it and go, okay, like even just having a crappy job. Right. You know, like your boss, you know, you can start to see them as a character in the story of your life, you know, like you're like, oh my God, this is so weird. Right. Like, because your life becomes a TV show. Yeah. And so it can kind of help you not be in the suffering of it in a way that's i guess that's the buddhist nature of it you know it sort of gives you a context for why your life is so stupid because when i when i talk to somebody else who has the same knowledge mm-hmm. like who has the same sort of filter on mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. You can tell a story to somebody and instead of them be like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. That's so shitty. They'll actually be dying laughing because they understand. absurdity. Right. And life is incredibly absurd. And I mean, even our politics are spinal tap. I yeah. don't, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? It's really, it's beyond Spinal yeah. Tap. Yeah. You know, you're like, whoa, this is like a document, like a mockumentary that it is. would have topped them all. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It helps me. I don't know if it helped. Does it help you in that way? I'm oh, sorry, absolutely. Yeah, no. Ab- yeah, no, I, I'm just, I'm nodding in agreement to uh, to everything. Absolutely. This, that, That's uh, good uh, podcast just, work. Oh, good. You're in just agreement. drinking a lot of rum. I'm like, ah, Spinal Tap. <laughs> But yeah, just to you know, to, to to laugh from from to keep from crying and 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 recognizing the absurdity of of life, 
of, of everything of, you know, society and culture and the constructs that we surround ourselves with and the things that we, we hang importance on to that, uh, that are so ephemeral that, that don't really matter uh, in the long run. So absolutely, life, life is Spinal Tap. I agree. Yeah. Do you, do you, okay, now that I think about it, I guess the ultimate Buddhist way of viewing things is that life is Spinal Tap and the best thing that you can do is just be in that as much as possible without emotionally reacting, like without getting upset, but sort of just going, okay, this is, sorry. This is what's happening right now. Yeah, okay, like I at guess. the coffee house we used to go, it's just coffee, you know? It's just coffee. Yeah. Like, whatever happens, it's just coffee. And then yeah, when yeah. things would go really wrong, <laughs> like when I worked at Julie's <laughs> and things are exploding or breaking or right. falling, as I just go, I we would just go... Whoopsie Daisy! <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy! Because <laughs> it just helps you just yeah. unload, like yeah. instead of getting tight and, oh, right. and irritated and like you can't control it, and you've got people shooting up in the bathroom, right. and you've got drunk people showing up in the yeah. middle of the afternoon. Oh and, yeah, you, you just know look people at it. trying to steal your tip jar and oh, running yeah. after them, and oh my god. <laughs> You know, like uh, the Big Lebowski is sort of a good example of, it's almost like, I, I know that people see it as this comedic thing and they're really paying attention to, I guess, the storyline and all this stuff that's happening. But really, the interesting thing about it is the way that this person is dealing with their spinal tap life. Right. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and so... It, it's sort of like that's always the way that I identified with the dude, you know, mm -hmm. was like, yeah, man, I know what it's like to have a day where you're sitting there listening to Black Sabbath and somebody's screaming, coming, running down the street and you got to help them save their dog or what, you know, or whatever the thing is that yeah. has happened. I, I was always like, yeah, man, this I've had a lot of really weird things happen to me that I wished would have not happened. And uh, I guess it's all kind of funny, like watching people react to that, you know, right. like that's, that's kind of the thing. So every time I watch Spinal Tap 2, like I am always, it never gets old. It's like never gets old mm -hmm. ever. I don't know if you, has it ever gotten old for you, Sean? Have you ever watched it and been like, oh, I'm going to go to bed now or something? <laughs> No, no, actually just just the opposite. It's it gets better. I I think I appreciate it more uh than I was to than when I was younger that to have more life experience and to been through more just ridiculous absurd situations and more times in my life where I had no choice but to just look around me and laugh that it's it's more poignant and more relevant and it gets better every time. Uh so so yeah, just the opposite. Well, cool. Well, is there anything else specific to this minute that you want to comment on, Sean? I was just kind of going with the flow for this minute, and I hope I didn't get too non sequitur. No. I have a pro I have a non sequitur kind of energy to myself. I'm the same way, so I was excited <laughs> to have you on for that reason. <laughs> Nigel Tufno. <laughs> oh, look at I'll tell you one of the, the the funniest things that's ever 
ever I've ever seen in my life was the first time I saw Spinal Tap in that moment when he throws his guitar on the ground. Oh yeah, when he's oh, upset. Yeah. I just went into <laughs> cardiac arrest, like just the whole way. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was I. I couldn't. I couldn't help it. Like I, I've kind of inordinately zeroed in on Nigel Tufnell in in my life since yeah. then too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nigel. I mean, and he's. We've been talking. We've mentioned a few times too that he's kind of the real fashion icon of the group too. Or. <laughs> For me, like I love this look with the yeah. purple jeans and the leather jacket and the the shaggy um, the shaggy rocker mullet is like yeah. I, mm. Wait, okay, so what's going on with the Doctor Who stuff right there? Oh with, yeah, he's got like David's a whole Doctor Who. Going <laughs> like, you know, I was like, I was scarf, really focused yeah. on uh, the bass player, but now I'm like, wait, dude, this is like if my mom was from England. Yeah, this yeah. would be her Paddington Bear and my mom mixed into one person. <laughs> Uh, uh, like a poodle haircut yeah yeah these yeah with the look at the pamphlets in the back like how mundane (laughs) i know you know so many (laughs) so many of them too jesus the pamphlets the pamphlets of eternal mundane life I do like Mick, how Mick just is just taking it all in from mm-hmm. behind those reflective uh, oh, yeah. mirror, uh, mirror sunglasses. Well, you know, that's the real strategic move if you're in a rock and roll band is to sort of stay out of the way and not get too much attention. And yeah. you're just like, I'm getting paid to be the guy, you know, the guy on the side. Like, I'm all good. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know, create no problems. You just chill. And you, you know, you stay in the band for a long time. <laughs> you get your little mansion. Well, maybe, maybe not in this case yeah. if you're a drummer with this band. But, uh, <laughs> I know. They kicked Bill that. Ward out of Black Sabbath for that last tour. I was so disappointing. Ooh. At least he didn't spontaneously <laughs> Nah, he's got a mansion. <laughs> Bill Ward's got a mansion, dude. You got hella mansions, bro. Come on, dude. Nobody want to see you on tour, man. Old geriatric arms, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i don't have much too much to say about this except for i understand what it's like to be struggling and to see other bands or other artists in positions where you wish you were and yeah then, you know what i mean like yeah. i i totally get that and it's hilarious you know and how excruciating it is <laughs> yeah and comparing yourself to somebody else mm-hmm. it never well, feels good so well yeah no, and then and in particular that they're they've kind of swapped positions. So Tap has been on top and now they're kind of past their peak. And they you know, they've had that good life and now, you know, it's kind of reversed. So, you know, where Duke Fame had opened for them before, now he's selling out yeah. the, the big domes and, and, and they're kind of they're the small time band playing the smaller the smaller houses. Yeah, so, uh, they're not a more play- selective audience. <laughs> they're not yeah, playing they're- the enormo dome. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what's funny is this reminds me of those VH1 behind the music. Oh, where yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Poison, that guy from Poison, was like, and one day. <laughs> We went into, you know, the record spot, Capitol Records. We saw Alice in Chains posters. 
like, we saw it. It was like Allison James. Like, <laughs> who's this? You know? It was like poison. They're like going oh, in to get their man. last check. Poison. They're like, oh. um, your services will no longer be uh, needed here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god man that's a good one. Oh jeez right. I don't know on that note I think it's yeah. time to wrap it up. Let's yeah, sorry, guys. Oh, no, <laughs> don't apologize. Right. This is exactly no, it was all, yeah, good for. stuff. Uh, we, sh- we should do it again tomorrow. Yes, let's do it again <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so on that note, we hope you've enjoyed the 26th episode of Spinal Tap Minute. Um, you know where to find us on the tweets, the Instagrams, and our uh website and all that biz just look for spinal tap minute and you'll find us and sean well skinner where can uh folks find you if they want to see some of your art or hear more of your uh philosophy of life (laughs) well (laughs) um i'm on instagram as the art at the art of skinner i'm on uh i guess theartofskinner.com and Facebook, Art of Skinner. And you probably just see me on the streets playing a harmonica. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, you'll see me around, I guess. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, so so everyone here and uh, out there in podcast land, come on back tomorrow. We'll we'll do it all again. But uh, until next time, and so say all of us, Tap into America!